Hello, valued listener. Welcome to Storytime with Dave. This is your host, Dave. Uh, Let's see some updates. First of all, you're interested in what I'm doing. I can tell. I can see it in your eyes. Why don't you go check out my website, DaveNamory.com, which is officially live, where you can see frequent updates of what I'll be doing, where I'll be performing, and blog posts. Don't forget the blog posts. You want an easy way to access blog posts? Very easy. Just go to DaveNamory.com. You can see my blog posts. I'm taking some of the ideas I've been talking about on this podcast, refining them, turning them into blog posts, also taking older essays that I've written. One of the essays is called White Menace, which is about the time I wrote. I, I went and saw Louis C.K. Uh, a few months ago. He was performing at Levity. It was incredible. He is the funniest man alive. But it was during the time where people he was getting really he was really getting uh, he was getting it from society. You know what I'm saying? People were not very happy with him. I don't think they're still very happy with him. But either way. I wrote a satirical article about what a horrible experience it was for me. And I think it came out pretty funny. So if you want to check that out, there's four blog articles up right now. They're all about different stuff. I'm posting a fifth one today, which is like the weight loss thing, the Husky Bucktooth episode about like losing weight. Kind of refine some of those ideas. I put that as a blog post. You don't have to read. If you listen to the podcast, you don't have to read the whole thing. You can scroll to the bottom. I included that at the beginning because the bottom is going to be the actual strategies. The it's like four and a half thousand words, dude. It's easy to write a lot when you're when you're uh, you know in the zone and writing about something you care about. So the first three thousand something words are just backstory, which you already heard. So you can read that if you want, um, or you can just skip to the bottom or whatever. You can. But, you know, if, if there's different there's different blog posts there. And if something, if you like one of them, maybe share it. Maybe do me a solid. Maybe share it. You don't have to. I mean, I probably wouldn't do that. I'm trying to, like, request things from you guys that I would actually do myself for someone else's podcast. So, if, I, I'll tell you this. If I like someone's podcast, I will share it on Instagram as, like, a story. If they have a post, I'll, like, share the story. I don't think that's asking much. So maybe if you guys could do that, that would be helpful to me. Um, You know, that's a little thing. That's just a little gesture. And maybe it won't even get me any new listeners, but it's like, it's nothing. I mean, it's like, it's free for you to do. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just asking. You don't have to do it. I don't really care. But it'd be nice. It'd be a nice thing. Let's get these numbers up. Remember, guys, we always got to keep the big picture in mind. So I have the website. You should check it out. It's a pretty good website. I mean, honestly, if you go there, if you haven't been there yet, you're going to be like, this is a pretty good website. Oh, what day is it? It's, it's, uh, oh, it's the 7th. Oh my God. I, it might be over. This is just like, dude, Wix should be paying me because I'm letting the people know. Wix was like 50% off. So I literally got this website for half price. It ended up being $160 for two years. That's really cheap for a website. So. And I got like the premium plan, not the super business premium plan, but it's not the bottom plan. It's like a mid-level plan. 160 bucks? Are you kidding me? That's good news. That's really good shit. So, so yeah, I'll continually be updating the website, trying to make it more user-friendly, you know, more to the point, uh, whatever, funnier. And uh, the blog posts, they'll be coming. I mean, one of the reasons I've been doing less 
podcast because I know I haven't been as active as I usually am. I'm usually like a podcast a day guy. But you remember when we talked about Ralph Waldo Emerson and we talked about foolish consistency? Do you remember that? And I started thinking to myself like, am I making the podcast now every day because I feel like I have to? Or is it because I want to? And then when I was honest with myself, I was like, well, sometimes I want to. And then sometimes it's more of a chore. And I always want to avoid making things chores if they're things I like. I don't want to turn writing jokes into a chore, although that one's at the top of the list of things that can kind of be made into a chore just because of how important it is and how I have to do it. So that one, that's an exception. But the podcast, I do it just because I like it. So I don't want to make it a chore. You understand what I'm saying here? Writing blog posts, I like it. So I don't want to have to like force myself to do it and make it a chore. It's like, uh, and then and then all these other things that I've been up to and like reading. So some of the things that I've been doing, some of the reasons that I haven't been putting out as many podcasts is like, for example, I told you guys I'm going to teach you about communism, right? I also realized I was going about it and maybe in, in probably the wrong way because I do want to, you know, for a lot of you, I think it's going to be broken into three categories. There's going to be those people who do know about communism and who are pretty much going to be on the same page as me. There are people who know nothing about communism but are not invested in it. And they're just going to be really, I think you'll be surprised and amazed at the kind of stuff that went on. And then there's people who are, you know, uh, socialists or communists or, or they like lean that way or they're open to the idea and those are the people who like, I'm not going to say like, I want to change your perspective on it, but I just want you to be open to this perspective on it. And I think I was kind of going about it in a way that was like, if you believe in communism, you're a stupid asshole, but that's a really bad way to convince anyone of anything. You know, what's funny. Wait, really quick aside. Um, I just found this old sketchbook. I posted about this on Instagram. I found this old sketchbook that I had never I didn't remember it at all. And there were like two pages of uh, drawings. And I didn't remember drawing this stuff, but I guess I drew this stuff. I get, This must have been years ago when I was like into drawing and I bought a sketchbook and I started making drawings. And um, the first two pages had drawings on them. And then in, in big letters on top of the pages, it just says, David is a stupid idiot asshole. And then on the second page, it says, David is a stupid idiot asshole. And but you can see on my Instagram, my Instagram is Dean Amory. It's in big letters over my pictures that I guess I drew because I guess my sister got mad at me. My sister wrote those messages to me. She wrote, David is a stupid idiot asshole, which is, oh, no, no she wrote, David is a stupid idiot and an asshole, right? Okay, so. I don't know, stupid idiot. I kind of like that one. I kind of like that one. It's like, let me really drive this point home. You're stupid and you're an idiot. But isn't it kind of stupid to say stupid idiot? Because idiot means stupid. So it's redundant. Anyway, um, so I think I was kind of, go I, I don't, I, I just said the word asshole. And then I, it reminded me of that. So I wanted to tell you about it. But I think I was going about this whole, I'm reading some books right now about like, basically how to be a more effective, um, you know, someone who has the ability to influence people, someone who has the ability to, you know, like, uh, 
just get people on your side and on the same page as you more easily. There's like lots of things you can do and there's lots of things you shouldn't do. And pretty much at the top of the list is to tell people that they're wrong or that they're idiots because of what they think. So like just because I think communism's really horrible, if someone thinks it's good, like I, I should be able to understand that because I used to be like that. I used to have those kind of, uh, I don't know, like my beliefs were more in line with that. But anyway, so the point I was going to get to with this, and we will get to that, is that I've been rereading this book, and the book is is a uh, it's pretty it's pretty deep. And now when I've been rereading, I've been uh, you know annotating things and like picking out sections to read, like what we've been doing with some of the books, uh, Man's Search for Meaning, and the Ralph Waldo Emerson stuff. Like so, I'm rereading this book and like taking out sections that I'd like to share with you guys that I think you would find really interesting because it's so hard to get anyone to read nowadays, right? And it's hard to even get them to listen to an audiobook. But it's easier to be like, hey, would you listen to my podcast? And then like if I happen to be talking about it and it piques your interest and you're like, this sounds like something I could listen to and learn about a little bit, then that could be a, a whole different avenue. Really, I just want to share it because I find it really interesting, and I imagine that other people would find it equally as interesting if they're exposed to it at all. But how would you become exposed to it? I mean, like for me, it was like a, it was like a not so straightforward path, and you know, becoming aware of all these things and learning about them. So, you know, this is like I could cut out the middleman and just kind of give you some of the good info because a lot of these books are really great and like they've been changing my life, and then. At least I can take some of the little sections of the books and be like, well, here's a little paragraph I read that was really powerful. Because if I tell you to read the book, you're not going to read the book. I know. Because if people tell me to read a book, I might, but that was not true last year or the year before that or the year before that. I would have been like, yeah, okay, no fucking chance I'm reading that book. Yeah, right. So I think, uh, you know, I get it. And... Um, I don't know, like, you don't have to listen to that episode then, like, if you're not interested, you don't have to listen to that episode, That's this is a variety show, I told you guys, it's a variety show, I do all kinds of different stuff, so if you don't like that one, then listen to a different one, it's fine, I mean, I've got plenty of episodes, we're up to, this is number 60 right now, so it's, the number's just gonna keep going up, and you'll have more availability of things that you wanna listen to, maybe you don't give a fuck about philosophy, then don't listen to it. Don't listen to those podcasts. Just listen to my stories. Maybe you don't give a fuck about the stories, but you like history. Well, listen to some of the history ones. This is going to be the first. I'm talking so fast. This is going to be the first history installment. Because as I've told you before, I really love history. I mean, the things I love in order, basically, are like comedy. And then probably like philosophy and history i like those three things a lot i'm really into those three things and i like talking about them but i haven't talked about history much on this podcast um a little bit though a little bit and so but this will be the first you know this communism one will be the first like that's dedicated solely to history like it's a history podcast and so, I mean, you know, if you like history, then do that. I will say, like, I was really into philosophy, and I'm still, like, you know, dabbling. But philosophy, I realize, is something that you 
at least the way that I do it is like I go hard into it for a while, like a few weeks or months, and then I dip the fuck out. So, you know, I mean, if you guys were listening a few weeks ago or even months ago, then I was really into philosophy. It was like really big part of my brain and the things I was talking about. And it was a lot of what I was reading. And I was super into it and having all of these like existential meltdowns where I have like, dude, philosophy will fuck with you, man. Like it's kind of scary depending on who you're reading, just how much it fucks with your head. And you'll start thinking like because some of the philosophers and psychologists are like, no, 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 no. That thing you keep pushing away that you don't want to think about, like you have to do it. And then you'll do it and you'll be like, oh, my God, this is terrifying. And it's like it's not it's not fun. So, you know, with that being said, I'll like dive full into philosophy. I'll get really introspective. I'll get really into it. I'll discover things about myself. Some of them are scary. And then I'll have these like existential, you know, whatever. What would be a better way of describing that? Like they're, I wouldn't call them anxiety attacks, but it's like I get all this anxiety. And, and then it's like it begins this battle in a way. It's like an internal battle within my brain. And, and then, and then those things are just happening repeatedly. And then I learn new things from philosophy and I have new battles, right? Does that make sense to you guys? I don't know. It's hard to explain, but then once I've had enough of that for a while, then it's like, okay, now go live. Now go apply the lessons. And so that's what I've been doing recently for the past few weeks is more like just living and, and focusing less on philosophy and more like applying the lessons. And then I'll go back to it because what I'm reading right now is, like I said, I'm reading that book about the Soviet Union, but I'm also reading Dune, which is like a fiction book, sci-fi. And the other book, um, it's secret. So, but it's not philosophy. (sighs) So that's what's up. Um, don't OD on philosophy, but I will say, even if you do OD, like I just OD'd a few weeks ago, definitely on philosophy, but I'm in a much better place now than I was, but there was a rough couple weeks with a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety. So let's talk about that then. I'm not, here are some updates on my journey. I mean, I know maybe some of you would be interested in this because you've kind of been following it. Like I haven't been doing as many updates now as before, but I was working. I was a full-time working man. And now I'm an unemployed boy, you know? I'm actually, no, because I took back my job doing valet, which I'm actually excited about, dude. Like basically I determined this. I can't do a a normal eight to five office job. I can't do it. Nine to five, whatever. I'm not, and I'm not going to do it. That's what I determined. It's actually amazing that my parents were actually not upset by that, basically. And I don't know, because it's like, it really is soul crushing, dude. Like I felt that I told you guys about this. I was getting like pimples on my face and stuff. And I think it was like a hundred percent stress related and I was feeling, I was having like health, you know, not, nothing bad, but just not feeling well. And I think it had a lot to do with not getting as much sleep because I had to wake up so early. But I think also it was just like, 
being on edge a lot. And I was like kind of at a certain point at my job, I was like cutting corners, you know, and I was doing things that I could have gotten in trouble for. And that was creating a lot of anxiety because then whenever my boss would go like, Dave, could you come over here? We got to talk real quick. I'm like, oh, God, the jig is up. It's over, dude. They caught me. And then they didn't. And I'd be relieved. But then I'd go right back to worrying about it because I'd be like, oh, well, it's going to be the next time. The next time it's going to be this. So I don't know, man. Like, I can't do it. Look, I'm not telling you what to do, but I'm telling you I know this. I cannot do it. And I'm, I'm out. So I'm actually, that's, that's been very freeing and really has um, been serving as a lot of motivation to start doing some of these things with comedy that I didn't want to do, that I had alluded to on certain podcast episodes, things such as reaching out to bookers, (coughs) sorry, (coughs) reaching out to bookers being like, quote unquote, annoying is what I perceived it as. I thought like, oh, I don't want to be annoying like that. It's like, dude, no, I was doing nothing. I was using that as an excuse. I was like, oh, I don't want to be a bothersome. It's like, they don't even know. They're not thinking about you. You have to, you have to put yourself in their shoes a little bit. Like if you're producing a show and you know, 150 comics, you're only going to think when, when you're going to think and you're going to go through the Rolodex in your head, and you're going to come up with like 20 names, which is way more than you need for the show. And then you pick from the 20 or 30. But if you're if you're number 142, you send out a text. Now you're number like 16. You know what I mean? Like you have to put yourself on the radar. So I was saying like, oh, I don't want to be annoying. But I think it was that I was being I don't know. I, I think um, it was a lot of things. I think I was a little scared to put myself out there. And I think I was, um, I didn't believe in the product as much as I, so I couldn't sell it. The product being my stand-up comedy. I didn't have as much faith in myself, but now I can sell it because I believe in it. And that has been very good. I mean, it's been really effective. And it's like, it's barely even a sales pitch, really, because, you know, basically, I don't have to include a pitch. I just hit them up and go, hey, I I heard your book in the show. Uh, If you're looking for any comics, just keep me in mind. And then they do. And then all of a sudden, you're on a few shows and people go, oh, that guy's on a lot of shows. I should get him on one of my shows. He must be doing well. All these things are self-fulfilling. And then the more I'm getting booked, the more stage confidence I'm getting, the better I'm doing at the shows, the more shows I get booked on. I mean, it's like it's all feeds into one. like It all feeds into itself or whatever, however you want to call it. So. So I've been really putting myself into comedy and like making that more of a focus. And that's another reason why I've been doing less podcasting. So it's not just because I've been being lazy. Now, I have been being lazy and I will admit that. 100%. And I have been, you know, I mean, one of the things about not having a job is like, there was so much structure with the job, I will say that. And that structure was really good for me. And once you're left to your own devices, you have to form your own structure, you have to make the structure yourself, which is hard. It's like, you know, in a way, if you're accountable to like a corporation and a boss, I mean, it makes sense, you'd, you'd, 
do things you don't want to do, I guess, like, more with less resistance. Does that make sense? Like, if you got to do something, you don't want to do it, but you know you just got to do it. It kind of helps to have, like, a corporation breathing down your neck in terms of you just doing it. But if, if you're on your own, like, if I'm just hanging out at my house and there are all these things that I could do, which aren't revising my jokes, but I have to revise my jokes because I really want to do well at this show because I want to impress this booker. It's harder to like make myself do that. You know what I mean? When it's just me who's the accountability factor. It's just to myself. It's harder to do, but I'm learning new methods to do it. One of the things I've been doing is just making a list of things that I should do for that day. That's a recent development, so I don't know how well it works, but it helps to just know. If I wake up in the morning or the night before, but I usually do it in the morning, I'll wake up in the morning and I'll just like take my phone out and go to the notes app and be like, what are some things I should do today that I should get done? So just make a to-do list. I know it's a simple thing, but it's like, it's amazing because so frequently I will actually forget to do things. I'll have a productive day. And then I'll forget to do things. And then like three days later, I'm like, oh, shit, I was supposed to do that. And I could have done it. And I would have done it. I just forgot. So it helps to have it on a list just so you don't forget it. It's less like, because a lot of the time it's like things that I would just do. It's no, it's not even a big deal. I wouldn't even have to force myself to do it. I would actually do it. But I just forgot. So I don't know. It helps to, to write. It helps to write. Um, the ideas down. I want to talk about, I guess, like leaving my job, um, because it was, you know, it was a tricky decision and it was stressful, especially how mad my parents got. But what I feel now is like with the newfound focus on comedy, like, I, I have no stress. I have very limited stress. The pimples on my face, they're gone. The stress pimples, you know. I've been, like, you know, picking my nails less and doing all those, you know, all those things that you do when you're, like, anxious and nervous and stressed. It's a lot less stress. I get more sleep. I feel better. And um, now doing valet, like, this is the thing that I always loved about valet. Um, especially working at certain venues where you go to work a wedding. Now imagine this, right? People show up for the wedding. I go park their cars, right? Now what? The wedding ends at 12. It's 6 o'clock. So what happens in those five hours before people start leaving? Nothing. There's nothing to do. There's no TV. There's no video games. What would I used to do? I mean, sometimes I would work, but usually I would like go home smoke a little pot, maybe, whatever. I just sit around and do nothing, scroll through my phone. But now I'm like excited to go back and I have all these things to do and I can like be on the clock working, but I can be reading and I can be writing down ideas to talk to you guys about on the podcast and I could be writing jokes and working on my jokes, doing things like this. So I'm just ready to use the time more effectively. I feel like I'm ready for that more so than I've ever been before. So it's exciting. 
and I have to find other ways to get money. I'd rather get money through a bunch of different ways, with Valet being one of them for now, until I can replace that. But I'd rather be getting money from like different sources, doing things I actually that don't crush my soul than to go back to another office job that's nine to five. I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. It's not that I mean, like, I don't want to, so I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Because I can't. I don't know. Like, there's going to be a whole. I don't want to get too into it, but I've been thinking about how people work for retirement. And it's kind of like living for the afterlife. It's almost religious in a way. They work their whole lives doing something they don't like that much till they're 65. Maybe they hate it just so they can live in retirement and then they can enjoy their life. But you're 66 now or whatever, you know, maybe older. (laughs) I mean, maybe you're younger. Maybe you retire at 40, which would put you in like a small percentage of people who are able to pull that off. But even still, it's like I can't justify wasting my youth doing things that I I hate because I'm going to die eventually. And it will be like, you know how like as years go by and you get a little older and I'm not even old yet, like I'm just 26 now, but I'm realizing that years go by faster. So, so like last year to this year seems a lot faster than the year before that, a lot faster than they be. I mean, you know, years when I was like, 13 those years seemed like forever and now years seem to go by so quickly and then i think like well i'm young now and like this is always the time when you hear old people they're like oh man that's always like a regret of theirs like they wish they would have enjoyed their youth more i guess or maybe just that they would have like tried to pursue the thing that they wanted to do the most while they were in their youth but they had to play it safe. So I don't want to, you know, I I realize I think that, you know, like I'll probably be old before I know it. And I don't want to look back and be like, I knew I shouldn't have done that. Like my intuition and my, uh, my gut was like, don't do that. That's not you. Don't pursue that path. That nine to five path. That's not for you. So I know I would deeply regret it if I went against that feeling and that knowledge that I have and just did it anyway, because it's safe. I know that I would regret that deeply. So, so I feel okay with my decision. Some people don't, but I'm not, I don't really care. You know, I mean, it's like, I, uh, I understand why people would be concerned about anybody who's making decisions like this. And it's like, it's just different. But to me, I look at those It's funny, it's just like, when you make these types of decisions and you do these types of things and you pursue different paths, then people look at you like you're the crazy guy. Or maybe not crazy, but they're like, I don't, what's he doing, you know? Like, why is he doing that? And I I felt that, I felt that. I mean, I feel that now. Like, I tell people like, oh yeah, I'm going back to valet. And they're like, really? Oh man, I thought you were doing well, you know what I mean? And there's that kind of... um, I want to call it like condescension, but I think that they're just like surprised and they, they're like, gee, I wouldn't do that. And it's like, I, I know, but we're, we're different people. So, 
But then I look at that lifestyle, which is like the life of living to 65, living for retirement, living for the afterlife in a way. And I look at that lifestyle and I think that's crazy. I don't think it's crazy. I shouldn't say that. But I think of myself doing that and I think that that's crazy. Like I can't do that. And I don't know how differently people are wired and how unique I am. I don't know. And I don't know if people think similarly to me, but then they behave in different ways. I don't know. I mean, because most people behave that way. Obviously, you look out in the world, at least in America, you look in America, most people work the nine to five. Most people live for retirement. That's what most people do. Are most of them okay with that? And are most of them fulfilled with that? I don't know. Because I wouldn't be. But how reflective are my opinions compared to other people's opinions? Like how, uh, you know, in line or whatever, how similar are those? I don't know how uh, typical I am as a person. I imagine I'm not particularly typical, but I also think more people think the way I do than you might think when you look out at the world. Like I think lots of people would be taking these risks I think some people don't know what the thing to take the risk on is. I think that holds a lot of people back. Because for me, it's clear. It's like comedy. That's where I, what I take the risk on. But I think for a lot of people, and I've talked about it before, it's like if you don't know the thing to take the risk on, you can't take a risk on nothing. You can't just like take the leap of faith, but like there's no possibility for, for that to end, uh, to end well, at least conceivably. You have to have something, right? Oh, so was there anything else I want to talk about? I kind of like, I had a plan and I wrote down notes of things I wanted to talk about, but I kind of went in a different direction and I just let it go. Um, so I'll just talk about it later. I mean, I've probably been going for a while now and I already have the first section of that communism history podcast written out and stuff. So I might record that later tonight, but either way, that'll probably be the next podcast that comes out. I do want to get back to doing more podcasts. I'm not necessarily going to go back to one podcast a day just for the sake of doing that. But I also don't think I've been doing enough lately. I think I have more, I have all this time now and I just have to use it as effectively as possible. I've not been doing that, but I'm Every day I'm getting a little better with it. I will say that. Every day I'm getting a little better. And so I can start putting a little more on my plate. And it wasn't like it was going to be in a day that I'd be like this. You know, I thought I'd be able to use the time right away with all the lessons that I've learned. But it's been harder than I thought. But just a little bit incremental, incremental, like 1% better every day or whatever. And um, so I'll, I'll... I'll start to put more on my plate. Like I can definitely be doing more podcast wise. So I will. Um, Thanks for listening as always. You know, I love you. I'll see you next time.